Hello, sexies. You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play. And I am Taylor Sparks, your host and sex goddess. And this is another exciting show. And as you know, I'm always so thrilled for the sexy guests that we have on. But before I bring her on, let me give you a little information about her. Nookie Notes, known by most as Nookie, grew up in the lifestyle and around people of color and bent. Or I should say people of every color and bent. Her primary fetishes are communication and behavior modification. She's a lifestyle dominant who runs her relationships and enjoys switching in the bedroom. She is currently building a new kinky dating and education site, writing books, and hosting kinky online events. Nookie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Girl, so we met, was it two years ago in South Carolina, maybe three? Yeah, I don't, I can't, especially with like this whole like isolation thing, dates are definitely not working for me right now. Yeah, I think it was at least, it was at least (laughs) two years ago, maybe three at that, um, the kink weekend in South Carolina. Yeah, I I got introduced to you by our good friend, Marshall, who is um, Mm -hmm. a sweetheart, who's a man who's got the sweetest soul and spirit in the world for me. And um, he just told me all about you and you got to go to Nookie's class. And I saw and I'm not even sure. Do you remember what class you taught? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, it's good. It because was... I've done every single one of those. Exactly. So, exactly. Like they just all end up blending together. I don't even know what I did last year. And Girl, that was just in November. So trust me, I, I understand. I have um, also as a sex educator, Nikki is an amazing sex educator. She is here and there and everywhere and doing amazing things. Um I truly understand. Sometimes you're like, what did I teach last time? But you have a much broader repertoire of, of courses than I do currently. And one of the things that I am most excited to introduce our audience to is your Dating Kinky website. And so, yes, people want to know how is it different from some of the more popular ones or the ones that I don't know if they're popular as opposed to just known and people don't know where else to go. And um, they, I think they need, or I know they need to know about dating kinky. So give us the, you know, the brief and, and the not so brief about dating kinky and why it's so fabulous. Well, um, I'll give, I think giving you a little bit of history about me will kind of help you see what it is about dating kinky that matters. Okay. And that is I've been in kink off and on for 26 years, maybe a little bit more, but a, a, a while. Uh-huh. And um, But you're only 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I was, I was very precocious. Um, mm-hmm that has been spent um, non-monogamously. So I have spent a lot of time on dating sites um, from the beginning of the internet um, on. And a lot of dating sites, even, even vanilla sites in a lot of ways are kind of like a race to the bottom as far as like behavior, you know, people will get away with everything that they can get away with um, hmm. for whatever mm-hmm. reason, because they're anonymous. Right. And then of course, you add of course. the, the idea of sexuality, like adult dating sites or kinky mm-hmm. dating sites. 
And it's, it's almost like, you know, the, the rules are just thrown out the window for most people. And I don't even mean rules, I guess. Um, boundaries? Boundary, uh, consideration, like, of the fact yes. that you're interacting with another human being, right? Yes, yes. Um, and so Dating Kinky was an idea that I had a couple of years back. Um, after working with a lot of dating sites online and chat rooms and um, community sites, and I've built a couple and so on and so forth. And so this was like, I wanted to create something where people can authentically connect, um, where we keep an eye out and we actually care if people report like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that type of thing. Um, mm -hmm. and where individuals have more control over their online experience. Um, mm -hmm. For example, and this is, this is actually a hotly debated one, although I find it amusing when people debate it. Okay. Um, photos. When you upload a photo to Dating Kinky, it goes through AI. And what it does in AI is it gets checked to see whether it might be explicit or not. Okay. And then that gets passed over to our actual human moderators. Mm -hmm. And they take a look at it and they confirm, yes, this is explicit or no, this isn't explicit. Okay. Once a photo has been marked as explicit, it shows up on the site for, you know, the public or whoever you allow it to be seen by. However, mm -hmm. it has like kind of a film over it. So right. it's obscured. And so if you're scrolling through your feed and you see something and it's got a film over it, you click on it and it mm -hmm. says this photo has been marked as explicit. Correct. Do you want to see it? Okay. <laughs> and the answer is either no. Mm -hmm. Hey, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would like to see this photo. Or yes, I would like to see any explicit photo in the site. Right? Okay. So you can immediately turn on, I want to see all of the goodie bits. Yes. Yeah, or <laughs> you can choose... I want to see the photos I pick okay. based on either who posted them mm -hmm, or the mm -hmm. description or the keywords, the tags that are added to them, et cetera. And, and that's, that's essentially because, you know, people will be like, well, if you signed up for an adult site, then you consent to seeing, you know, naked bits. And I, I don't think that that's true. Yeah. I might consent to seeing somebody's naked bits, but I don't necessarily consent to seeing every naked bit in the world. So what's the debate, right? though? What's the debate? So the debate, <laughs> the, the debate is, as far as the people who argue it are concerned, if you are on a site like FetLife or Dating mm -hmm. Kinky or mm -hmm. whatever, you have to be ready to see their proud goodie bits. If they post them, they want people to see them. Ah, yeah, but that's not consent on the other way. That's consent is two way, right? I want to beat your right. ass. You want me to beat your ass, so to speak. <laughs> right, exactly. And so they don't get the part that that my ocular, my vision could be non-consenting to your naughty bits or your little dick or your roomy no. vagina. I mean, I'm sure they get it. They're just not happy about it ah. because, you know, they want to show like for me, we also don't allow explicit photos as avatars, right? Because we want people to, you know, be an avatar, even if it's not a photo, even if it's a pretty picture or whatever, you know, just be able mm -hmm. to connect with you over something you chose. 
And Mm -hmm. frankly, I don't know if you've gotten any of these, but, you know, when people send me a message saying, you know, hey, you know, my name is Steve and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And it's accompanied by an avatar of them spreading their butt cheeks. Yeah. Like, why? Like, everything. (laughs) Ruins everything. Like, I don't spread butt cheeks, right? Like, I write, I wrote the big book of ass. I Girl. love spread butt cheeks. <laughs> I don't necessarily love strangers spread butt cheeks. I or, feel the same way you know, about like, dick pics. Yes, yeah, see exactly that. Even if they're lovely yeah. dick pics, I Mm-mm. would like to be able to have control over whether or not I see them. I have never seen a dick pic that I've enjoyed if I haven't had that dick. Not one. And that Every is absolutely dick. fair. <laughs> I swear, I swear to goodness, every dick I've ever seen is ugly, not lest I have had it and enjoyed it, mind you. Otherwise, you can keep your dick pics because (laughs) I only like the dicks that I know. If we've had a good time together, I'm like, send me the dick pics. And you can send me dick pics all day long. I'm a happy chica. But if you send me a dick pic and I don't know you, keep it up. It's the biggest turnoff. I just think they're ugly and I want to throw up. And I'm a, I'm a little bit more flexible. I mean, I prefer dicks that I own, right? Or that I play yeah, with yeah. on a regular. However, yeah. you know, if somebody is respectful and I'm getting along with them and they say, hey, would you mind? You know, sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I absolutely would not mind. Thank you so much yes. for asking. Please do send it along. That's um, nice to ask. <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely. It's wonderful to ask. Um you know, so, it, but that's the thing is it doesn't matter whether you want to see all the dick pics or you only want to see one dick pic or two dick pics. You get to okay. choose, right? This is, okay. this is one yes. of the things we put in there. And, you know, if, if we turn this around, then it's also, um, there's a lot of, uh, for example, uh, submissives out there mm-hmm. who are mm-hmm. constantly approached by people that they're not interested in. So, like, yeah. I've had um, submissives approached by other submissives trying to talk them into, you know, uh, dominating them, right? There are submissives who are approached mm-hmm. by dominance of the wrong gender being, like, not nice or whatever. And so one of the things mm-hmm. that we're building is we're allowing uh, people to filter who can contact them directly. Now, so they'll, be, they'll still be able to see people in, in pictures and, you know, in writings and discussions and that sort of thing. But sure. they can determine who can contact them directly. And, you know, little things like that, you know, decline and block. Somebody just you're not feeling it and you really don't want to deal with that whole like snarky meanness that comes when you say no, thank you. Yeah. So decline and yeah, block yeah, yeah. will, you know, take care of that. You just hit decline and block. It sends them a message like, hey, thank you so much for the conversation. I don't think we're a good fit. Best of luck. And it blocks them. And that's the end of it. That's that the, end, the of end, end of it. end of it for both of you. That is so wonderful. Those little tweaks that you have on, on the site. And one of the other things I noticed about on the site about not having the other. So instead of having only male and female, people are identified by all genders, right? Yeah, we have uh, nine different gender options. And one of them is none of the above, ask me. Um, So, you know, again, just like you said, I don't want to other people. I think that's like really 
it's offensive, regardless of whether you're talking about gender or race mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. sexual orientation or whatever. But if you say, I am none of the above, you know, my pronouns, she, her, she, hers, he, his, they, them, mm -hmm. none of the mm -hmm. above, ask me. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's I might, very I simple. might want to be boo-boo today. You might. It's exactly. So, you know. And it, there's it, nothing wrong with that. No. No. It might be confusing. But there's nothing yes. wrong with it. Um, and that's the thing is like, so I'm, I'm developing what I would like to consider a community meant to connect people, again, authentically. And yes. then on the other side of things, we're doing the education. So hopefully mm -hmm. as people connect, they are finding ways, learning ways to make the most of those connections. Through so on the okay, on the education side, how are how are we doing that? Are we doing it on the dating kinky side yes. by way of blogs, or are you doing it by way of online um, the online events that you're you know you're connecting the dating kinky side to another site? And is that the um, all the, of not the cheating dot com or yes. all of the above? Okay, great, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So um, we have a blog. Um, I've written over the past you know, many years, I've written over 900 blogs. So oh there's my a gosh. lot of information out there. But in addition, um, I write books. Um, I've got mm -hmm. a new book coming out every month in 2020. <laughs> I know, uh, I saw I saw the book coming out in April called Understand Me Now, and that's yeah. in order, Communication for Relationships, including Ethical Non-Monogamy, Kink, and BDSM. Yeah, And then the one, that one, yeah, communication for relationships could not, it, it's, there's never enough information on communicating. And as I tell or suggest, no, I tell, as I tell people so many times, you know, a lot of things are not necessarily right or wrong, but different. Yeah. And understanding our differences and how we communicate will help people communicate better. Mm -hmm. And that. Um, you know, people don't do things to you or against you. They do things for themselves. And if we can understand that sometimes people are going down this road and you happen to be the bump in the road that they decide to go through over or around, you cannot take that personally. They're on their own path, mm -hmm. you see. Absolutely. And, and that keeps you from getting pissed off. Like, well, why did they do that to me? And I can't believe what they did to me. And how dare they disrespect me? And it's like, this ain't shit to do with you. This got nothing to do with you. This is where this is what they're fucking doing for themselves. It's nothing. And it just keeps you from being pissed off every other day about every other conversation that you have with every other person, including especially your loved ones. In my right. mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this is a thing that, you know, we have to realize that if we were to turn it around, we would have an entirely different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, so it's mm -hmm. when we have to do things for our sanity or for our needs, we think, well, why don't they understand? And yet when other people do that, yeah. we're like, well, why did they do that to me? <laughs> yeah. It becomes this whole woe is me, victim, damnation kind of thing. And speaking of your writings, I ran across one of your writings on FetLife that um, you had explained so well, and then I couldn't find it again. I'm like, daggone it. <laughs> so this was the, I, I, I didn't like go to the top of the thread. I just read your answer. So mm -hmm. I'm like, that's good enough for me. Um, but for those who are 
monogamous mm-hmm. or leading a monogamous life or believe they're leading a monogamous life and they're cheating on the side, which is not monogamous, not um, ethical. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that people I have heard a million times over when people like get on somebody else's radio show or TV show and a ethical non-monogamous person or couple is sitting there explaining their lifestyle, be it, you know, swinging, polyamory, polygyny, polyamory, yada, 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 swinging. The first thing that comes up is like, not only are all y'all going to hell, but more importantly, you're going to get some dreaded STI because you're fucking with all these people. And I would love for you to explain your analogy of how sleeping with more people does not automatically mean you're going to get an STI because you're sleeping with more people. So one of the things to keep in mind is um, studies have shown that people who, for example, are cheating on their mate are actually much, 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 much less likely to do it safely because, for example, if a man who is cheating on his wife um, were planning mm-hmm. a date or whatever, um, having purchased condoms proves mm-hmm. to both him and to whomever, whomever might catch him that he planned mm-hmm. all of this. Whereas if he does this thing, he can tell himself right up to the moment he slips his dick in that he didn't mean it and it all just happened. Yes. Right. And so. Or the female or on the other way around, if it's a female. Yes, exactly. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if she stops him and has that conversation with him, then she has to come to grips with what she's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is this is true. I mean, exactly. it's, it's not just men and women. It's anybody of any gender who actively exactly. prepares to have sex with somebody that they're not supposed to be having sex with. They are then mm-hmm. pre admitting guilt. And very, very few people yes. are that callous. They'll cheat, but they won't really plan right. to cheat. Right. They'll it'll just it'll just happen to them somehow as if, you know, they're a victim in yeah. their own life. Um, so there's, I had too much to drink. Yes. I, I passed out. I woke up. She was on my dick. Like drunk dick don't get hard. <laughs> if she was on my dick, you go, if you woke up and said she was on your face, fine. But drunk dick don't get hard. So, <laughs> and then <laughs> that's bullshit. From the other side of things, you know, people who are ethically and or consensually non-monogamous tend to take very, very good care of their health because their health mm-hmm. directly affects their partner's health. So, yeah. in, and here's another thing. Very few people are as concerned about their own health and safety as they are about someone they love. So they might not be worried about getting an STD or an STI, but when they start mm-hmm. to think about, do I want to give this to somebody that I'm deeply in love with? That's when they're mm-hmm. like, mm, I better be careful, right? Yeah. Um, this is somebody that's, that really means a lot to me. And so taking care and taking responsibility of your partners actually boosts your willingness to be aware of STDs and STIs, mm-hmm. your willingness to plan mm-hmm. and prepare, your willingness to stop somebody from, you know, crossing those boundaries with you. Because, I mean, who hasn't? you know, been in the sheets with somebody and they're like, oh, 
I don't have a condom. And you're like, I'm just, I really don't have the energy to deal with this right now. Well, fuck it. Right? I mean, I did it when I was a teenager. I'm, I'm, I haven't done that in so many fucking years, girl. I know, I, love- <laughs> I know but see, that's like in hundreds, but we hundreds, know, right? I, I want to say hundreds of years, we're, right? We're careful about these things now, right? Like we know the, yes. the risks and, and what this could mean to us because we pay attention because we are ethically non-monogamous. And then you add and that to the fact that we choose our partners mm-hmm. who are also that careful. And also paying yes. that kind of attention and also having those talks with other people. I mean, honestly, really, when it comes right down to it, you're more likely to um, get an STD or an STI having sex with people at a nursing home right now than you oh my are gosh. with you know, <laughs> people who are just ethically or consensually non-monogamous. Because those people in a nurse, but- nursing home, they, they're not aware. They're not educated. And they right. don't know how to be safe. Right. Right. So talk about the numbers, though, like how having sex with 10 people does not necessarily mean you'll get an STI as opposed to having sex with one person. If you're having sex, like, for example, if you're married and you're having sex with your partner and your partner has cheated on you and contracted an STI, you are way, way more likely to get that STI from that partner than I am Mm -hmm. to get an STI from any of my partners who check themselves regularly, practice safe sex, and so on and so forth, because none of them currently have STIs. It's just that simple. You have sex with somebody who has an STI, you're likely to get an STI. You have sex with people who don't have STIs, you're less likely to get an STI. Um, Right. Right. So even if there are 10 people that you're having sex with. None of those 10 people are positive for an STI, then you're mm-hmm. very unlikely to get one. It's not entirely impossible. Like, for example, you of know, course. maybe they had sex with somebody and they are a carrier. That does happen every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but it, the being careful does make a difference. And making sure that you're being careful with other careful and ethical people also makes a difference. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that because so many monogamous people are aware of so many people or themselves has been have been cheated on Mm -hmm. and know someone that contracted an STI, they automatically put that mindset of cheating onto the ethical non-monogamous community saying, no, but people are going to get all these diseases because they're fucking all these people like, yeah, but these people, as you mentioned, are more cautious because of the fact that they're having sex with more than one mm-hmm. person. I mean, I remember when I came out to my um, doctor and I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I, I came to the point where I was more concerned with my doctor thinking that either my husband and I were cheating on each other mm-hmm. and being looked down upon that way than I was to let her know that we were ethically non-monogamous. Right. You know, I was less concerned with that thought process like oh my god you're having sex with others i can't believe it i was more comfortable with her thinking that than thinking that my husband and i were cheating on each other and this is why we keep coming in every three to six months getting tested you know and um and she i told her i said we have an open marriage you know we're in swinger community and she didn't bat an eye you know but she is european so she was like okay and then so but now you know when i go in she writes when i go in to get my blood test she writes on the chart 
um, multiple partners. I'm like, just say slut. Why don't you? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm not saying slut. If that's what it looks like. Just say well, she's a slut. Not a mer- that's not a but, medical term. <laughs> that's not a medical term. No, no, it's not a medical term. But I, um, it just made more sense. But it seems difficult to not so much convince because no one, you know, no one really gives a shit. With not that we don't give a shit, but yeah, no, we don't give a shit what others think, which is why we live the life we live. Um, but letting them realize that their chances of getting an STI are high from a cheating spouse or partner mm-hmm. than they are from an open ethical non-monogamous partner. So when you say um, that you're a lifestyle dominant, tell us what is a lifestyle <laughs> dominant? So, And a person that runs her relationships, what does that mean exactly? So for me, I say lifestyle dominant as opposed to pro-dominant. Right. This is this is the life okay. I live. I don't get I I do it for play, not for pay. Um, and I don't have a problem with people who do it okay. for pay. It's just a different set of expectations. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I run my relationships, meaning that people who choose to get. Know that there are going to be times when I am going to overrule them, override them, um, make decisions with or without mm-hmm. their input. And if we get into an argument, I'm going to take control and make sure that the situation is resolved. I'm the one responsible mm-hmm. for the relationship. I'm the one who, as I, as I told a friend of mine, dominance is usually um, being the person who has to have the sucky conversation even when you don't want to. Um, mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you see something that maybe is not quite right. And in many relationships, you could let that slide because, you know, it takes two to tango, blah, 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 blah. In a power exchange relationship as the dominant, I feel that I am responsible for everything in this relationship. And that means that if I see something that may not be right, I'm going to address it so that it doesn't get any worse. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think that's interesting because I think that whether you're a dame or a dom, um, some people who are dominant or believe they're dominant are either a just aggressive and not dominant because they won't take their full responsibility of the relationship. You know, they only want to be dominant when it when it's convenient for them. And I believe that's not a true. I would I would say that things, from that perspective. I mean, I would generally call people like mm-hmm. that tops. Um, because they yes. are, okay. you know, or Perfect. sexual dominance. They like to be dominant within the bedroom, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily want mm-hmm. to lead the relationship, right? right. I call that a top because yes. they are, you know, taking dominance or they are taking action within certain mm-hmm. scenarios, but they are not, you know, taking mm-hmm. that leadership and responsibility role throughout their lives. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think it's merely, again, it's a different set of expectations. There are a lot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. myself times who enjoy a very toppy or dominant man in the bedroom. Um, And then outside of the bedroom, bitch, you try to tell me what to do. You're out of here. Right. Or Or even... (laughs) Even in the bedroom when they're like, you know, they're hitting it really good. And then all of a sudden they say something like, who owns that ass? Bitch, get the fuck off of it. You do not own that ass. (laughs) I am. That is probably one of the only places I switch. I was reading you like, enjoy switching in the bedroom. I I consider myself a switch. 
And but it's it's so so rare, and and it's so few men um, that I switch for, and it is primarily mm-hmm. in and it's like matter of fact, I can count it on one hand and still have fingers remaining, and it is only in the bedroom, and and um, and even then, it's not even so much what they say. It's just after a while, I'm like, okay, you lay down. Yeah. It's my turn now. You know, <laughs> I can't even maintain it for like too long before I'm like time for me to get on fucking top because it's your turn to fucking holler like a fucking girl I just not not even for long <laughs> and I can do for it long. for I can do it it's... for a good long time with the right energy right if it's not a battle for dominance yes. but it's like you know two tigers going sure. crazy or whatever that's that's wonderful for me um but I I look at it from the the standpoint of like I say I switch in the bedroom but really when it comes right down to it I'm a hedonist if it feels good, I don't mm-hmm. care if you might consider it topping or bottoming or switching or whatever. It's something I enjoy. That doesn't like. That sounds. I, I, I like to say, you know, you could grab my hair, fuck me in the ass, and call me a dirty little slut. And as long as I'm enjoying it, I still know that I've got control. Right. As exactly. Soon as I, as topping soon as from I the bottom. Enjoy of it. Then, <laughs> I'm going to stop it because I have no desire to do anything for the pleasure for specifically the pleasure of somebody else. I get pleasure from it as well. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. So when did you realize come to terms, stand in one's truth that this is who you are, that this is the woman that you are. I mean, or were you a young teenage woman or, a woman in her 20s who said, damn it, this is who the fuck I am. I'm not turning from this. I, this is why my mother couldn't tell me what to do when I was two. You know, I was always running off at the mouth, whatever you want to say, people have said. How old, did, how old were, you, were you when you came to terms with it? And then how old were you when you told other people you've come to terms with it and this is the respect that you were this is how you were to be approached from this time well, forward. I actually wrote about this uh, at one point. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I think I titled it, My Mother Told Me I Could Be Anything I Wanted to Be. Um, because, uh-huh. you know, my mother was an amazing person and she, you know, was incredibly supportive. And she said to me, you can be anything you want to be. And so for the first 18 or 19 years, I was in kink. I was a switch. Okay. Um, I mm-hmm. thought that being most of the women I knew were submissive, um, few were dominant, mm-hmm. but they weren't the kind of dominant that I thought I would be. So I figured I must be a switch and I tried to be a switch. My, my ex-boyfriend was mm-hmm. a dominant man. He was a wonderful man. I absolutely adore him. Um, but after, uh, we lived together for four and a half years, well, significantly before that, but we broke up after living together for four and a half years because I realized mm-hmm. that my submission was more like, oh, this sounds like fun. Sure, I'll do that. As opposed to actually mm-hmm. submitting to him. But um, at some point I was just going to break him because I was going to reassert who I am as a person. And that's not who he needed me to be. So we amicably split I up. Think. And um then when my pet and I got together, we dated each other as equals, um, as, as switches. Mm-hmm. And because I was very, I was very careful to be exactly myself, um, throughout the entire process, um, 
Mm-hmm. He, he eventually uh, petitioned for ownership and I accepted. Now, my entire life, I've been bossy, right? So this has been part of me. I've yeah. always been this person. I just, for some reason, thought that, you know, like enjoying rough sex meant that I must be a switch and have some submission in me or whatever, because that's what people have a tendency to mm-hmm. portray out there. And, I understand. Um, and it didn't bother me. Like, I didn't feel like I needed to find my identity or anything like that. But yeah, it was it was about, I guess, seven years ago that I really was just like, I'm I'm a dominant I don't know what kind of dominant yet because I don't, I still don't know any dominance like me, but I don't really give a fuck Mm -hmm. about that. Right. (laughs) Not right, not wrong, just different. And it's so good to be, to stand in one's truth and go, hey, it is what it is. (laughs) Love me, love me, love me, leave me or lump me, I always like to say. How cool is that? So when you came to this realization and then as you've met people along the way who's kind to make, I don't know if you have, have tried to, I don't know, what's the word, um, tell you who you are and who you are not. I don't know if you've met any people who've come up against you that way and how have you best handled that? And I ask because, you know, we have people in our, in our audience and people in our community who are just kind of finding themselves and just kind of coming to an understanding of who they are. And whether you're submissive or dominant, but we're going to talk from the dominant standpoint now, um, how do you best address those people who are like, well, no, what you are is, and in your heart and soul, you know what you are, you know it's not that. How do you just say, no, no, that's not it. Um, I think there's sort of two sides to that. Um, interestingly enough, here in March, the, the book that I released for March was FLR Femdom and Women in Charge. It's all about, you know, women-led relationships. And mm-hmm. so that was yeah, actually yeah. A, a part of this. Um, first of all, I think it's important to know who you are. And that's a challenge for a lot of people, right? Because you know, they kind of like me, I mean, I thought I was a switch and it it wasn't, I wasn't unhappy, you know, identifying as a switch. Um, It just wasn't Mm -hmm. right. Um, After a while, I realized Mm -hmm. that, you know, I never actually really switched. I just sort of played a role every once in a while because it amused me. Um, So so (laughs) knowing who you are, I think is, is first and foremost, a key. And then the second part of it is simply maintaining your boundaries to say to somebody, you know, well, thank you very Mm -hmm. much. I appreciate your opinion. I, it just doesn't apply to me. And I appreciate that from, you know, here on in that you keep that particular opinion to yourself because, you know, I know who I Mm -hmm. am and whether or not you see it, I'm inside my head. And, you know, this is what matters. Or, you you know, depending, I mean, yes. some people, you know, yes. they'll come up and they'll, you know, say something to me and I'll be like, well, you know what, best of luck to you. We are obviously not a match. Right. And it's, it's really that simple. Yes, is, exactly. You know, if you are unwilling to see me the way I'd like to present myself to you, whether that is our role, our sexual mm-hmm. orientation, oh, no, you're not really bi, you're, you know a lesbian or you're not really bi you just yeah. you know, 
right? Or yes. you really are bi. You're like, no, I'm not. I'm straight. No, no, you're bi. Like, I'm not bi. Yeah, I'm exactly, straight. Exactly. Or <laughs> gender, right? If you're unwilling to identify me as the gender that I present to you, I don't need you in my life, mm -hmm. regardless of any, you know, regardless yeah. of how hot you are, regardless of which, you know, set of goodie bits you might have, regardless of whether or not you've given me sex good enough to slap you in the face. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, because if you're unwilling to work with me by the way I see myself, then we're not a fit ultimately. And we're going to cause each other at best um, frustration. Mm -hmm. And at worst, possibly emotional mm -hmm. harm. It's just not worth it. So, Nookie, I know you don't, um, I know you're not a, um, a pro-dom. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that you're not getting paid for, you know, your li lifestyle dominant. But as far as your work, what is your life's work? Is this mm -hmm. your dating websites, your dating kinky, your books, your writer? This is what you yes. do full time. Yes. So for those who, cause I, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people with, within so many, um, not, <laughs> not normal, huh? so many different industries around sex, the, around the business of sex or whether it was right. porn or adult travel sites or kink. Um, what advice would you give to those who are still struggling with um, they, they've launched their business of sex, mm -hmm. regardless of whether it's kink or this or that. And, but they're still hiding their face, you know, for, and, and they're, they're, they're not taking full ownership of this business. Do you think one could still really have good growth and do their business without having their face attached to it? Do you think there's something about if you, don't put your face with it. You know, do you have some shame in it? How do you feel about that as a business person who as a, as a woman who's in, who works in the business of sex? I feel that when it comes right down to it, um, anything is possible. Uh, however, as mm -hmm. I tell many fetishists online, possible and probable are not the same thing. So, it is true, absolutely 100% possible to create a business and hide who you are from everyone while creating that business. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be much mm -hmm. more difficult because people like to connect with people. And especially when it comes to a small business, people have a tendency to connect to a small business because they like the people, right? So, and, the, and this is, this mm -hmm. is another mm -hmm. challenge. This is the challenge on the other side in that, like, for example, I'm creating a business. At first, almost every small business becomes kind of a cult of personality. They have to like the people who are right. running the business until the business grows to a certain point, And then you need to have a lot of people that they can like so that they can like and identify with different people within the business. And the business itself is not constrained to what just one person can accomplish or represent or mm -hmm. whatever. So like in my business, you know, I have, um, I have, you know, different genders, I have different races, I have different sexual orientations, um, you know, these things matter. Um, 
because long term, and then the people I lift up, like you're lifting up with, you know, this podcast, the people that I lift up for my education, mm-hmm. the people that I, I promote through my books, and so on and so forth, they are all different. And they give people a chance to mm-hmm. identify with them. So yes, you absolutely can do this without being out. It will be more difficult because again, you're, you're trying to connect with people through a medium where many of them are incredibly nervous about being out. And if you're not out, then they feel like maybe they can't really trust you or your intentions, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, Mm -hmm. it's a scary thing. I am very out. I mean, my parents know. Right. It's it's this is not something that I need yes. to hide. Um, I am circumspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's I no am shame circumspect around, you know, like my partner, you know, he's in, not in this industry. And so, like, I don't go to like his work functions okay. and like, you know, say, well, you know, here are the things that I taught about last night. You know, I you know, I don't do that. Yeah. You know, I simply say that, you know, I'm a, a sex and exactly. relationships educator and, you know, I talk a little bit about that. That's um, right. So I think. And they go, oh, yeah. wow, lucky you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whatever. You know. So there's, there, I think that, you know, again, it's like, it's kind of like when guys come to me and they'll say, oh, Mr. Snooky, please don't call me mistress. But, oh, Mr. Snooky, you know, I, you know, have this fantasy mm-hmm. of, you know, you you know, doing X, Y, Z and, you know, taking me naked into a party with, you know, five women and, you know, having your way with me. Do you think that that's possible? And I'll say, sure, it's possible. You can find somebody to do that with you. But not- it's, it's entirely possible. It's not probable right. unless you mm-hmm. really put effort into your relationship. Right. And actually creating the, the type of relationship that might inspire somebody like me to do that for you. I did that for my pet for his birthday exactly. one year. For another birthday, I organized How a, an orgy for him. Right? These are things that I do for him for fun. How but fun. if he had not made my life infinitely better by being a part of it, none of these things would have happened for mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Right? And he would he would be just like these other guys. Like, okay, you know, I I would love for this to happen at some point, but, you know, without the buy-in you know it's it's not going to happen for many people um so yeah it's it's, it's a kind of thing because i i do want to say you know i respect people's privacy you know we we are actually about to create a series Mm -hmm. that we're going to release to the public of webinars about maintaining your privacy in kink through technology um because interesting. it's important, that would be really it's important. Good. and I wrote about it in my book, Dating Kinky, Find the Kinky Love of Your Fantasies. Mm-hmm. I wrote about, you know, don't use the mm-hmm. same picture on your kinky pages as you use on Facebook. Something as simple as that, because people can yeah. search those out. Um, you know, don't, yes. don't put like, if you're in DC, you don't have to put your neighborhood just put that you're in DC, right? Like, because what, no. what do you want somebody to like, come yes, to like you exactly. know, Astoria, New York and like, look for you? Like, this is crazy. Don't talk about your children, right? Like little, little Mm-mm. things, but people don't think about it because we're used to connecting and being open with one another. Or here's exactly. another thing, a photo yeah, people... that doesn't show yes. your face, but you know what it does show? 
your custom tattoo. Yes. Right. And so it's, <laughs> and it had to be so conscious of mm-hmm. simple things like that, that you don't even realize is showing up in yeah. the, in and the so image. If this is something that you know? is important to you because I actually do know people who are, you know, in government, um, who are in the military, mm-hmm. you know, like for example, somebody who's in the military, if they're ethically non-monogamous, that's still against military rules. Yeah. So something it like is. that, they would have it to is. be on the down low until they retired. Yeah. Otherwise they could be kicked out without their pension. That's it. Even if everybody was okay with and it. You- it doesn't matter. So doesn't these matter. are the types of things that I think matter about. If you're in the middle, think matter about, if you're- gosh, you know, what is the 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 risk and benefit of showing your face? And Yeah, even if you're like a and because mm-hmm. I've met yeah. school teachers, you know, because I teach, you know, I, I teach a lot in the swinger community. And, you know, I've met judges and school teachers and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and, you know, all of these things, you know, but they're not working in the business section or they're just there enjoying the lifestyle. But even still, you know, one thing. I have been happy to have been a part of working with different organizations and groups who take everybody's privacy you know, mm-hmm. under consideration, you know, so even doing things like taking pictures, you don't know who you sometimes you're going to catch in the background. And it really, you really have to be cognizant of that, especially look, I do some of the larger yeah. events like the cruises, yeah, 4,000 people running around and the pool deck is completely clothing optional. You don't know who I was. The, the ship had docked one day. And most everybody was off the ship. And I had, this was like my fifth time to the Caribbean. We're like, I'm not getting off the ship. I can have some. And I was sitting in the chair and mm-hmm. I took I took a selfie. And not until I looked at the selfie did I realize way across, way behind me, over by the window, there was a naked guy putting on yep. suntan lotion in the shade. Now, you couldn't see his face. You couldn't see like his genitals or anything based on what, but he was naked. <laughs> and I just, so, but you couldn't see his face because his face was kind of, mm-hmm. he was like going down one leg. So his face wasn't turned. But, I, you know, I posted the picture, but I'm like, look over my shoulder, you know? And I knew that nobody could recognize anything except that this is why you oh, have yeah. to be careful with who you catch in the background. And, um, and people were like, oh my gosh. But even places we go on a regular like going to hedonism or desire and there's nobody in the picture but you and your partner but people who've been there recognize the background and go oh you're in here oh my god we're gonna be there in june (laughs) now if you didn't want anyone else to know that you were in hedo somebody just called you out on facebook exactly that oh you went you went to hedonism what, what, why are you going to hedonism? What? I thought that was a swinger resort. Like I have to tell people all the time it's not a swinger resort. It's an open <laughs> lifestyle resort. So, because it is. They, yeah. you, you, they have like Mr. Gay America Week, the Goddess Week, which are women like over 175 pounds. At least they used to. They used to have the kink in Caribbean used to be at Hedo 3 all the time. And then they, I don't think they have that anymore. But there's other kink events going on now there. And God, I miss Hedo. Yeah. I, I just, I can't, girl, I'm, I love you. I don't know. I just love anything with a goal in front of it, actually. So you just say, hey, Taylor, do you want to go to, yeah. Yeah. Pizza? Yeah. For a walk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. you know, you, I, anything with a goal in front of it. Yeah. And so I work, you work from home too. Yeah. I take it. 
And I've been working from home for, you know, 10 years now. So everything going on with the coronavirus and and I understand the anxiety people are going through. But for me, if I'm not watching the news, which I try not to do, this feels like a regular day. Like I'm, you know, my next trip is not until Mm -hmm. like June or July. So I just feel like it's regular until I look out the window and see people like, why are you all walking around outside? There are so many dogs that are like being walked now in ways that they've never been walked before. Girl, yeah. Well, me and my dog are back out there. Well, he's run before with me, but we hadn't run when it was cold. So we're back. We started out doing four miles. So... He's happy to be out there running with me. We get out early before there almost anybody, you know, yeah. at seven o'clock in the morning. It's just me, my dog and the sun and a few cars. And uh, we get out there and do two to four miles. And it's good. It's good. We're, some of us are going to be really fit when this that, is that over. That's not a bad thing. Absolutely. <laughs> and I can't wait to get back to the nude beach. So, well, let's talk about, I just want to tell everybody about where they can find you. So, they, you can find Nookie Notes in all of her amazing educational seminars, her dating site. You can find her. And most everything is under Dating Kinky. That's K-I-N-K-Y. So the site, datingkinky.com. You can find her under datingkinky.com on Twitter uh, and Pinterest and Facebook. And under Instagram, it is Ask About Kink. And on uh, anchor, her anchor.fm, her own podcast, dating hyphen kinky now as she mentioned she's got a couple of books coming out and you definitely want to pick up she listen i've read her stuff and at least some of her blogs i've not read the books but i need to pick up a few maybe i need to add some to my own organicloving.com site for people to buy is um the books coming out in april understand me now and that's in order communication for relationships including ethical non-monogamy kink and bdsm and then in may she has Next Stop O-Town, a roadmap to your orgasm and sexual release. Girl, these all sound amazing. And some of her ongoing and upcoming education events, live.datingkinky.com. Tell, tell me what well, live.datingkinky.com have, is. Um, free to the public uh, educational webinars. So anybody who joins us mm-hmm. live can join us free up to mm-hmm. 500 people. And um, so we're doing things like we did, uh, well, this week, which will probably be, you know, way before your, um, this releases, but this week, uh, tomorrow night, I'm actually doing Mm -hmm. a uh, kinky dating and first dates during social isolation. And we'll be putting that up. Yeah, Yeah, we'll still be socially isolated while this this comes out. So that's okay. Available to the public. Um. And then um, okay. on the, like the third Friday, is it the third Friday? Let me see. Yes. The third Friday of every um, month we mm-hmm. are doing, is it third Friday? No. Second Friday of every month we're doing Femdom Fridays. So, um, and then. Oh, perfect. Is that F-E-M or F-I-N? D-O-M Fridays. And then okay. the, we have a, the okay. non-monogamunch, right. we have newbies night, we have life and submission, we have distinctions of deviation, which is the fourth Monday, that's POCs in kink and their allies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and that's yes. run by uh, Chucky Houseslave2000, who has been a, he did a, a talk okay. at TESS last year, um, 
26 years as a black male, mm-hmm. a dark skinned black male slave in the lifestyle. So, you know, he's got, he's got a Interesting. very um, unique perspective. How, what is his name again? What is his name on Fred? 2000. Um, and so like he runs ah. for us. And then we have other things that are coming up, like, you know, how to manage when you and your partner are, you know, isolated mm-hmm. apart from each other. And um, we've got a Littles munch, monthly thing that's going to be coming up here pretty soon. And um, mm-hmm. are these, yeah, are these, these all, are all online, online? Yes. And um, um, it's... I definitely need... This is going to be amazing. So is this, are these yep. going to be on the live dating kinky.com okay, or so also on the not cheating.com is all of this, not cheating.com. That's a project that okay. we're working on. It's June mm-hmm. 13th and 14th. It's a two day event. So mm-hmm. essentially it's in March 8th. We did international kinky women's day. That was a one day event with nine webinars in a row, 14 and a half hours. Wonderful. <laughs> Notcheating.com is That's going nice. to be, it's, it's not cheating. It's ethical and consensual non-monogamy and it's a two day event. So That's right. we'll have webinars all day Saturday and all day Sunday about different forms of ethical non-monogamy. So we'll have, we'll have swingers, we'll have open relationships, we'll have relationship anarchists, we'll have kitchen table poly people, we'll have um, cuckolds and cuckoldresses. Um, and so on and so forth. So we're going to be, you know, kind of covering the gamut and giving people a real chance to look deeply yes. into these different types of relationships and how they work and ask the questions that they've been wanting to ask. And again, this is free to everybody who joins us live. Right, right, right. On live.datingkinky.com. For the non-monogamy. After they're done, Perfect. we put the replays up. Uh, okay yes members so if you join our plus membership and here's 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 an amazing deal join our plus Mm -hmm. membership you get a book every month you get an online class plus you get replays of all of the webinars either as video or as an mp3 download so you can listen to it like a podcast um and that's just one flat membership fee and it helps support us and keep you know the education going for everybody and gets you some benefits on the dating side mm-hmm. of the site and all the cool things. Nookie, is that, is that it plus is. membership? Dating is that on the dating kinky.com plus dash membership? Okay. okay. It's Perfect. normally how, how much is $20 a month, but mm-hmm. for you, okay. <laughs> because, okay. So here's the thing. My, my, my CFO yeah. is going to kill me, but, my CFO told me that he would be a part of this uh-huh. project if I didn't give everything away. So you have to admit, as long as they're paying something, I'm not giving it away, right? So, okay, so how much? IP, capital V, <laughs> capital I, capital P, underscore member with a capital M, mm-hmm. VIP member, $5 a month mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys, you cannot beat this. Okay. Write that down. We'll, we'll rewind this and write it down again. Listen, 
Nookie, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. And again, guys, look for her and all of her information on datingkinky.com and on um, her website and Instagram and as well as uh, Pinterest and YouTube. Her podcast on anchor.fm forward slash dating hyphen kinky and on Instagram, ask about kink. Nookie, thank you so much. It has been a great pleasure. Don't go away, Nookie. Hold on one second. And guys, listen, you've been listening to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play, and this has been your host, Taylor Sparks. You can find us on all platforms under Sisters of Sexuality and under Sisters of Sex on Twitter and hmm, ask SOS, sexy SOS store on Facebook. I, of course, Taylor Sparks. You can find me on all platforms at Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N. And if you have questions for any of our guests or are looking to be a guest, you can email us at sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. Until next week, stay sexy, guys. Bye-bye. Organic Lovin', for the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious, playful, maybe sensual, adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin'. For her, for him, for you, for the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N dot com.